0: and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Renee Roman. Hi, Renee. Hi, Anita. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, enjoying a nice evening. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Um, wh- where are you jo- enjoying your evening from? Albany, New York. Ah, nice, nice. Uh, I love, love upstate New York.
1: Yeah, it's funny because uh, a lot of people call this upstate New York, but to someone who lives in the Capital District, it's not upstate New York at all. So we kind of get, we kind of get thrown by that reference because upstate to us is like Lake Champlain and um, the Adirondacks and
0: places much farther. Yeah, yeah, I love it up there, too. (laughs) Uh, We spent uh, a week up on Long Lake last summer, uh, right around this time. Yeah, it was fun. So, So, Renee, let's talk about your books.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, do you have any recent releases?
1: I do. I had a short story entitled... Tied to Pleasure, in uh, Bold Strokes Books, Erotic Anthology, Silk and Leather. That was released in April. And I have um, a contemporary romance, Bonded Love, that was just released in June by Bold Strokes.
0: Wow. So you had two new things come out recently. And can you tell us a little bit about Bonded Love?
1: Sure. Um, The original manuscript was one of my first attempts at writing more than a decade ago. And obviously, it's undergone an enormous amount of revision since then. Gee, so you came back to it, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's certain things that I've written that I either love the characters or I love the settings. And I just... They're your babies once you write them and you just can't throw them out the window. So if I can fix them and make them um, something I'm proud to submit, then I work on it and work on it until I think I can um,
0: make it a story I'm proud of. That's awesome. I don't think I, I know anyone who's ever thrown out a story.
1: No, you just can't do it. You might put it in a closet somewhere and forget about it for a decade, but I don't think you ever get rid of it. Yeah,
0: I agree. So tell us about Bonded Love. Um, So it's a
1: contemporary romance, and there's two main characters, Blaze Carter, who's a master carpenter, and she has a dream of someday passing on her family legacy and skills to her children. And the other character is Trinity Green, and she grew up in a less than ideal family situation, but has proven her resilience by becoming an emergency department RN, and she has her eye on a promotion to become head nurse.
0: Hmm.
1: And the story is uh, about their journey of um, what they really want out of life, what's missing, and... Helping each other to find what they are and aren't willing to um, give up or settle for.
0: Nice. I, I read Bonded Love and I absolutely loved it. That was, that's uh, your first work that I have read. Um
1: well, thank you very much. I'm very excited that you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy my next one
0: as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, you you, uh, you have an, a new reader here. Um, Great. Right. So, so that came out in June, and then right before that, you had was it a short story? A short story
1: tied to pleasure, and that was in an erotic anthology. Um, and that was fun to write. That was um, my second published erotic short um and it was um erotica on the edge that was the theme of the of the anthology sounds risque um it's definitely an erotic short but it's got (laughs) really fun parts to it um parts that make you laugh and and i hope everybody um enjoys that as much as they do the uh, edginess of the story
0: oh that's cool that's cool you know um, I think I knew that you had written a couple um, pieces of erotica and so by the title I thought that's what bonded love was about (laughs) (laughs) until I read the synopsis right uh, just the title made me think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Um,
1: yeah, Bonded Love really wasn't the original title that I worked with for so long, but um, it fit once the story came together.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's great. I can see why. I can totally see why. Yeah, that's a good title for it. Good. Thank you. So um, you said you started writing a decade ago? Yeah, seriously
1: writing a decade ago. I mean, I think I've written my entire life. Um, If I look back, even in grade school, I was writing. Um, But seriously getting into maybe I can do this and actually someday get published. It's been about 10 years,
0: maybe
1: maybe even a little bit longer than that now.
0: Oh, that's great. So how many books do you have published right now?
1: Um, right now I have four uh, of my own. Uh, Epicurean Delights, Stroke of Fate, um, Where the Lies Hide, and Bonded Love. Okay. Um, two of them are um, Romantic Intrigue, and two of them are Contemporary Romance.
0: Awesome. So... Um, Epicurean Delight I'm assuming is A contemporary romance
1: It is and it was My first published novel
0: Oh how cool And when was that
1: Uh, That was in 2018 Um, That's when I received my first contract With Bold Strokes Books
0: So was that the first Publishing house that you sent it to
1: Um, It was Nice It was it, w- it had not been my first submitted, um, manuscript, but it was my f- first, um, contracted book.
0: Nice. So, um, you sent, was it bonded love before that?
1: No, um, bonded love. I held close and dear to my heart until Aww. I felt I could do it justice. Um, so that's why it ended up being the fourth novel, um, it needed a lot of work and and I'm not ashamed to admit that the craft is hard and anybody who tells you writing is not hard I don't think has um put in the passion that it takes to produce something you're proud to put your name on
0: oh that's wonderful that's awesome really um you know I I people rarely say that it's hard people uh are kind of just like, yeah, it's what I do. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is what I do, but it also is very hard to do.
0: (laughs) So do you, are you working at this craft full-time?
1: No, I wish I was, um, but I do have a full-time job. I work at a local college as an administrative coordinator, and I've been there 29 years. Wow,
0: that's a long time.
1: Yeah, and I love it. But honestly, I'm looking forward to retirement and working f- and writing full time.
0: Oh, that's cool. Now, at the college, do they
1: know that you write Les Fick? Um, mm, A good portion of the people I work with know. I don't know if the entire college knows um, because I write under a pen name. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The reason I chose the pen name was nothing to do with not being proud of writing Les' Vic. It was simply a marketing tool, I guess, on my part. A name that people could easily remember. Yeah. And find.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good name. Really, Renee Roman. It just kind of flows off your tongue and, you know, it's easy to remember for sure. Yeah. Good. That was my goal. (laughs) You hit it. (laughs) So do your uh, family and friends know that that you write under a pen name?
1: All of my friends um, have been fantastic through this whole entire journey. And, of course, my wife, Sue, has encouraged me every step of the way. Um, And my family, I waited until I was actually published before I told them I was writing Um, and my sister-in-law, uh, read my first novel and, and said she loved it and, um, asked me a whole bunch of questions and that was fun. And then my cousin, um, she's read my work. Um, I think she's read all of them up to bonded love by now. Uh, and the rest of the family know that I write, uh, lesbian fiction, uh, romance and eroticas, um. I don't know if any of them uh, read it other than the people I've mentioned, but that's okay because I put a lot of steamy parts in my books and um, it's not for everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel if like, you know, one of my brothers read <laughs> something that I wrote. <laughs> well, it's funny because my
1: brother will, my youngest um, brother will, He'll say to me now, now sis, what are you writing now? Well well give me some, some cards because I know somebody who wants to read them and so I'll give him bookmarks and postcards and stuff and he passes them on. That's um great. I don't I don't know if he'd ever read one, but he certainly promotes my my passion. Yeah, so,
0: your own marketer. Yeah. It's great. That's nice. That's really nice. So um Everyone's supportive of what you do, and and you mentioned your wife Sue. And uh, is she is she one of your first readers? Um, she is not. Um, I would have to
1: say that she read most of Bonded Love before it before it was Bonded Love. Let's put it that way. She wrote some of the early drafts. Um, she read some of the early drafts of that one. Um, and I don't, I guess I feel funny. I wouldn't want to put her in the position to say, oh God, this is crap. Um, although that would be fine if she did. Would she uh, be that blunt? Huh? Would she be that blunt? Um, no, probably not. But I'd want her to be blunt. Okay. And I guess that's part of the reason why I usually wait until um, I have a copy and I sign it and give it to her and then she reads it
0: oh that's sweet that's yeah sweet. yeah so um when did you just decide like how did you decide hey i'm gonna write and i'm gonna send this to a publisher and how'd that all come to be
1: well about oh probably about 15 years ago now um i had a friend who had the opportunity to meet radcliffe And Radcliffe was kind enough to give her, um, one of her province town, the first one, Safe Harbor. Mm -hmm. And um, we were chatting one day and she's like, oh, look, I brought you this book. I think you'd love it. Why don't you give it a a roll? And I hadn't read much less fiction aside from um, The Well of Loneliness, of course. Um, and um, Rita Mae Brown Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know that this whole world was out there in reading um, lesbian until that day and it was it's strange because I've I'm an avid reader Mm -hmm. Um, I read three four books at a time and I never knew and I was hooked I mean, the first one, and then I'm like, well, what's the next one? And, you know, so I ordered that one, and then um, we started going to uh, Provincetown for Women's Week. And I can remember probably one of the first years we were there, we bought $700-plus worth of um, (laughs) books. Seriously? Seriously?
0: Seriously, I was
1: like, well, let's try these and let's get those and let's, well, look at this one. And then we got to meet
0: making up for lost time. Yes.
1: And we got to meet so many authors at a lot of events. And it was just like this whole world opened up. So cool. And um, probably the year after um, reading Radcliffe's book, I said to my wife, I want to do that. I I, want to write. Yeah. And uh, that started the journey for me. And I took online classes and I did everything I could. Uh, I talked with all the authors and I asked questions. And I was just, I was probably more of a stalker than a fan at that point. (laughs) (laughs) But I just wanted, I was, I was, so curious for information, um, not only about the genre, but the process. Yeah, and and it just—I was hooked. Uh, I—I'm, w- it's—it's a passion of love. Aww. and and it—if you—you know it because I've tried not writing, mm-hmm. like I've taken time off. Um, my first rejection, I stopped writing for like six months and I said, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm not meant to, to write or publish. Um, and I couldn't stay away and I worked at it and I just kept going and never stopped. Um, you know, I always, my wife will tease me to Sue, she'll say, so you're going to take a break now? And I'll go, yeah, I think I'm going to take six months off or, you know, I'll take three or four months off. And then like a week later, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like writing.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so much for that six months. <laughs> yeah, that week was great, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I am glad, for one, that you did not stop writing.
1: I'm glad, too, because it is it is a joyous part of my life
0: oh that's awesome that's you know it's so wonderful when you feel so passionate about something you do because i think that passion comes through in your craft and your work you know in the final result that really does
1: i certainly hope so and you know that's that's what i would tell anyone who feels passionate about writing is don't stop reading um read everything you can because it 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 definitely helps with the craft and and do as much as you can to learn the craft because the craft itself is huge Mm -hmm. and it's intricate and it takes time to absorb
0: good advice really great advice so when you say you took online classes um was that like through a writing center or like a, a local college or how did you work that out
1: um well, Radcliffe offered a number of them, um, and I signed up for every one that I could get in for hers. I did a few through um, Romance Writers of America, RWA.
0: Oh, nice.
1: I went to, I traveled all over the United States. I I searched out um, writing conferences. I went to... Uh, The um, Bear River up in Michigan. Uh, I just got my license when I turned 50.
0: Your license to drive? Yes. Oh, wow.
1: And um, that... Congratulations. Thank you. um, That, like six months later, I went to a conference in Dallas and I rented a car. And, um, yeah, I will tell you that that cured me of a lot of the phobias that I had about driving, like driving in construction and driving on highways and that kind of thing. You did it all, huh? I did it. <laughs> I did it all. <laughs> I did. And then um, Good for I you. drove. Yeah, I drove to Michigan. Um, I drove. I didn't drive. I flew to um, Seattle um, and went to a Writers on the Sound Conference, wow, um, and I did a couple of other ones, and you know, it just kept wetting my appetite for more. And I felt like I was a sponge, um, yeah. And every chance I had, between all of the craziness, um, I wrote.
0: Yeah, that's uh, like really, I think, devoting a lot of time. To writing like going to the conferences and I'm sure um, if you're taking some kind of online class you have to do writing for that um, plus like your own writing um, that's that's a lot of time that's awesome though
1: yeah it's definitely a lot of time I tell people that I have two full time jobs because I do I write on average 40 to 50 hours a week depending um, on deadlines and and um, you know, I write an hour in the morning before I go to work. I put in an eight-hour day. I come home. I sit at my computer. I clean up my emails for um, my writing. And then I usually write another hour, cook dinner, write another three to four,
0: wow. go to bed and read. That's awesome. Yeah, Really? That is uh, that is a lot of dedicated time to writing. That's great. So, you read right before bed. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you even find time to read then?
1: Well, I'm also a proofreader for Bold Strokes, so I usually proof one to two titles a month.
0: Do you really? Yeah, if I'm
1: not in um, hard deadlines for my edits, like if I have if I have the time, because I'm going to be reading anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't go without reading. I read at my lunch at lunch at my desk. I read at night before I go to bed. I um, have a book with me all the time, so I may as well be proofing because proofing is not only something I enjoy doing and is greatly appreciated by. Um, The publisher it's also a way for me to sharpen my own skills as a writer
0: yeah that's great i i also do proofreading for bold strokes um but i can never manage to do more than one a month i feel like such a slacker
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i don't always finish them both but i at least get one done every month except this month i said to to Uh, the organizer I said yeah I have a major deadline and I am like major behind so I can't do one this month but um, I probably do at least 10 months out of the year
0: yeah yeah I think I I haven't ever skipped a month but yeah I only do one if they're short stories I might do you know like a trilogy of novellas or something I might do one or two novellas in addition to a novel but yeah yeah That's amazing. You're, like, really busy. I am. And I have a life. Can you
1: believe it? No! (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I do. I spend a lot of time with friends and family, and uh, you you just make it work.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, who are some of your favorite authors?
1: Um, how much time do we have? <laughs>
0: you tell me. <laughs>
1: well, there's a plethora of amazing talent out there, and I'm so blessed by having been introduced and finding them, and and being privileged enough to uh, read their works. Um, and um, I started um, and grew up with Nero Wolfe and Stephen King. Okay. Um, And that was closely followed by Rita Mae Brown. Okay. Um, My mother read a book a day. Did she really? So did mine, actually. Um, And she, you know, she was just like, life's going to be so much easier if you love to read. Yeah. And it was true. I mean, you know, I kind of breezed through school because while everybody was complaining and moaning about reading assignments and essays and things like that I was like nope I'm good yeah that's you know, nice and I, it definitely yeah.
0: makes it easier
1: yeah and um, and then came the genre the, the, the genre fiction that I love now and Radcliffe will always remain at the top of my list because she's not only a skilled author who writes characters I love to read but also because she guided me in the craft
0: yeah and she and was your first, right? Safe Harbor was your first right? She was my uh, first
1: <laughs> She's gonna love to hear that. I'm gonna I'm tell good. her uh, hey, she I was heard my you were first Renee's first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and has it been ever since. So it's a long standing romance. Oh um, nice. I
0: and, can understand and,
1: that. Yeah. I mean her characters are characters that I'm drawn to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of great authors out there. Jerry Hill and yeah. Allie Valley and Georgia Beers and yeah. Kim Baldwin. I mean, yeah. those those were also during the formative years when I was discovering how much Les Vic gave me a place to feel like... Um, the community at large had my back.
0: Yeah, yep. Those are all great ones. They really are, and great women. You know, not just great writers, but they're all great women. Yes, yeah.
1: Yes, and there's hundreds more. And, and yeah. like I said, I don't, I don't want to um, shun any of the people who who are my friends and who I love reading, um, and I'm so glad. So far behind. I, I just, <laughs> um, you know, we're going to move my wife out to the shed, I keep telling her, so we can make room for more books. There but. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I just, you can't keep up with them, Yeah, but yeah. I try.
0: Yep, I hear you. So... Um, where do you see yourself in five years, ten years? Do you think you're gonna still be doing what you're doing and uh, or will you be still doing your day job and your all around your day job? Well,
1: in five years I hope to be retired. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, that's that's my goal. Um, and fingers crossed. Um, I've always wanted to live in a, a log cabin home. Oh, cool. Either in the Adirondacks or near the foothills so I can at least see them. Nice. Um, I'd love to do some traveling in the United States. There's so much to see here and so much to do. And I've only, I've only just begun to explore, um, and see what's out there. And I'd love to be able to do some of that too. Great. Um, In 10 years, um, who knows, but um, I'd love to write an epic novel that resonates with people for a long time. Something that um, they remember in their soul. Um, And... It's always a possibility. It's always out there. And who knows? It could be the next book. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Or it could have already been something that you've written. You never know.
1: You're right. I I don't know. Um, You know, and life's an adventure. And I just plan to embrace it all. Um, I won't limit myself to, well, I think I'll just do this and then I'll be happy. Yeah, I've got a bucket list and I plan on Adding to it every day. So,
0: oh, that's wonderful. That's really great. So, is there something that you've not done yet in life that if you absolutely don't do it, you'll have regrets? Um, no, I
1: don't live with regrets. I think that they are, um, I don't want to say a waste of time. I want to say that they are a waste of energy. Energy that I could put into so much um, more interesting and fulfilling things. Um, But I would love to uh, do tandem skydiving. Wow, that's ambitious. I'd love to travel on a boat and stay on an island for a while. Um, someday I'd love to win a writing an award but who knows about that I'm sure you will um you know I just um you know life is fun and life's adventurous and and yeah no I'm, I'm not going to have any regrets I'm just gonna regret that the time was too short
0: yeah I, li- I like that attitude that's awesome that's great and, and I'm down with the staying on an island <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I've ever done and, and I'm not a fan of
1: heat so I don't know how well I'll do but just being near the water is very I think soothing mm-hmm,
0: definitely it's good for the soul yeah so um, Renee who has had the biggest influence on your writing
1: um, let's see. Well, aside from my mother who, you know, said to make sure I'm I'm a reader and that I love to read, um I would have to say that my father uh for his resilient strength um has had a big influence on my life.
0: Okay. Um
1: He passed away when I was 25. It's early. Yeah. It was very early. Um, And I try to remember that those things that come unexpected Mm -hmm. are sometimes the things that make us stronger.
0: Mm -hmm. You're so right. And
1: give us hope. Um, for the future.
0: Yeah. Yep. You're so right. It's uh, sometimes those hard struggles in life turn out to be blessings in disguise because um, they make us better people in the long run. You know?
1: Yeah. And it definitely showed me that um, even when life is hard, you can certainly rise above it um and embrace it as you know it it may not have been my choice it definitely wasn't my choice to lose him so so soon but um i'm blessed by all the lessons that i learned yeah
0: i'm glad Um, you have those lessons that's awesome me too yeah yeah so he's always with you yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Even it's even it's something sometimes I hear my dad in my head saying, Anita, you need a hot soapy rag for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like even things like that, you know. It's like, Okay, dad, got it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. There's some there's some really great memories that I, I I will always remember, and uh, nobody can take those away from you. So yeah, yep. Um, those are the moments we need to hang on to most. I think when things like what we're facing now, uh, with the pandemic, um, come up and change our whole way of thinking and existing and being and functioning. Um, you know I'm a social person, and to have the people I love kind of yanked from underneath—that yeah. um, was hard. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, they're still there. They're still here. It's just yeah, you can't access them.
1: Right. I mean, now we do because uh, we've we were all careful and super conscientious and we've grown into this group of people who gather um, whenever we can uh, because I think mostly because we realize without each other, we are missing a piece of ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I have great friends and I'm very blessed. Um,
0: That's nice.
1: Yeah. 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 So, those people are, are important to me and certainly have had an influence. Um, the people I've met along the way, people I don't even know, um, are probably some of the people who have, uh, touched me in ways I, I won't know until the end. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's okay because I certainly hope that I've done that for other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you just never know. Um, That's what I was saying before about, you know, you want to write this uh, epic novel. And maybe one of your novels already has touched someone's life in a way that that you don't know about. Um, That, you know. And you may never know.
1: And that's okay if I don't know. As long as it was... I believe in in things happening how they're supposed to Mm -hmm. and in the moment. Yeah. So... um, if someone was struggling and just needed an uplift and one of my books happened to do that for them, I'm grateful. I don't need to know. I don't need the, the pat on the back. Um, It's enough for someone else to find peace or joy or whatever they needed in that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and speaking of, of, you know, knowing or not knowing, do you, do you like to hear from your readers, Renee?
1: I love to hear from my readers. You know, it's... Um, I write, and mo- I think most writers do, we write for ourselves first. We, we write the stories that we want to write um, because that's what gives us joy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But to be a published author... You want to write stories that people enjoy. Yeah. And so to hear that someone loved my story or, you know, this part I could really relate to because or those kinds of comments or just a, I can't wait to order this book. Um, those keep you going in the moments when you're like, geez, what am I doing? Cause yeah. they come, Mhm. you know, <laughs> um, I, I, it's not all wine and roses. Um, you know, there what? are days when, no, really, <laughs> there are days when I sit at my computer and I stare at a screen and I've like, great. I've written one sentence in three hours. Huh? Maybe, maybe I should go do something else. Um, and then there are days when I sit down and I write for four or five hours and I don't stop and it's wonderful and marvelous. But to know that someone's looking forward to you finishing, yeah, at least for me, mm-hmm. um, is definitely motivation.
0: And not just your publisher. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> there's that
1: thing that. because, you know, you have a deadline and you really need to keep to it. But, um, you know, it, I have to honestly say that um, my publisher is a family. Yeah. Um, there isn't a time when I haven't thrown a question out or asked a question from someone specifically or said, you know, maybe I'm doing this wrong or where can I go for this that I haven't gotten an answer. And I mean, not like six months later, I mean like quick.
0: Like immediately.
1: Um, immediately. And nice. and they've always been spot on as far as, well, you could try this, you know, and it's never like, well, you should do this, uh-huh. but it's always, uh, you, sh- you know, try this or how about this, or maybe this is what you need. And it's always with kindness and understanding. And that's the kind of publisher I've, I want it to be with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can totally understand that. Who wouldn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose some people need, you know, a good kick in the butt, you know? Um, well,
1: I'm sure th- not to say that I haven't had, you know, you know, Renee, <laughs> maybe. And I'd be like, Yeah, I know. You've told me this before and it's just, you know, my stubborn streak coming out. So what do we need to fix? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's certainly those, but they've never been. They're not. They're always constructive.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I think that's important, especially for a new writer.
0: Yeah, that's totally important. I think for anyone, you know, um, that's that's your work. That's your craft. And. And if someone is is critiquing it, you know, they need to be gentle, I think, and not harsh because it's a piece of you.
1: It is definitely a piece of you. And, you know, um, because most of the people in both strokes, no matter what their role, are either still writers or have been writers, they understand.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. They've been there. They know that's wonderful. That really is. Yeah. So, so Renee, do you have anything that's coming out in the near future?
1: I do. I have a um, an erotic romance, which is my first um, full-length, um, and it's called Body Language, and it deals with body image. Wow. And how um, a college professor uh, named Jen Long st- has been struggling with her own image for years. And it's um, it's been... A rewarding life for her, but it's also been a rather lonely life. And she's never felt that she's been pretty enough or sexy enough to uh, find a relationship of her own. And um, it's funny because uh, Micah James has struggled her whole life to find her Worth um, in the world. And she decides to go back to college, and that's where they meet. Aww. And um, it's a story of their own um, discovery through uh, sex, of course, because it's an erotic romance, but the emotional involvement. Um, and connection that they feel through the sex that they share um, opens her eyes to a world she did not realize she was part of. Um, And Micah finds her worth uh, is not only in the bedroom, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but is in herself as a person outside of that, Comfort zone. Oh, that's that's so great! What a great story! Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm in my second round of edits, um, and it's slated to come out, I believe, in the spring of 2021.
0: Okay, so not quite a year.
1: Not quite a year. Um, and I'm also concurrently working on my sixth novel. Nice. Which is called "Hot Days and Heated Nights," and um, it's a contemporary romance, but it might also be an erotic romance. We're, we haven't quite written enough. I haven't quite written enough okay. um, to label it as, as one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a thing, is uh, if there's such a thing as contemporary erotic romance that's what it would be you can make it
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? and that one i'm not sure when that will be out probably either the fall of next year or the beginning early um 2022
0: okay. yeah i'm reminded of that uh show uh what was it is about the a uh, field of dreams if you build it they will come ah <laughs> <laughs> yes i liked that yeah i like that that's that awesome movie. That's great. I know. That was a great movie. So um, that is awesome. So your, your 40 to 50 hours a week of writing is paying off big time. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. I,
1: I do try to have two publications a year of some sort, whether they're two full-length novels or a full-length novel and uh, part of an anthology. Um, there may be a novella in my future. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I like being busy.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So for our listeners, you have, uh, body language, no bonded love, right? Bonded love, which is out now. And, uh, tied to pleasure, which is part of an anthology. Correct. That came out in April. Um, and, uh, body language is coming out next year. Um, yes. So we will look for that one. Awesome.
1: Most certainly.
0: So, um, uh, Renee, do you have any parting words for our listeners?
1: If they want to drop me a line, my email is Renee Roman gmail at gmail.com. I can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and of course, through bold strokes books.
0: Awesome. I'm sure you'll be hearing from them. We have, we have some great listeners out there. Um, So thanks, Renee, for being with us today. It has really been a pleasure talking with you. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, And I'm sure our listeners will as well.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation and for hosting a wonderful chat. And I look forward to maybe meeting you someday. uh, Yeah, we'll catch up.
0: We'll catch (laughs) up either like at Women's Week or at a Golden Crown conference or something soon.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: All right. Well, I'm Anita Kelly, and that is all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining. Let's talk about books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe out there, folks.